guys, hey, uh, Texas Oil Dust, Aaron Leslie, um, just turn, I mean, probably some of the best burn in I think I've ever had in my life. Uh, that's amazing, man. Uh, so, this is, how many times have you been up here and competed in this, this, this competition? This is our fourth year. Fourth year. Yes, sir. How, how have you historically done it? Has it been a roller coaster for you? It, it has been. We, we've, we've had a the first two years I came, I think it was 16 or 19, I had a, a fifth place rip call in the open and I had a sixth place rip call in the open two years. And then last year I didn't get any calls. I was in the upper, probably the high 30s on brisket um, on day one and day two I was in, in the 70s, you know. So I still, I think all my meats placed in the top 100 except for chicken was like 103 or something. I have to go back and look at the scores. But um, so all my proteins except chicken, and it bounced right over the 100 mark, was all in the top, the under the under 100, nice. which is what my goal can be to, to have that. So just still just try to be 50 or 60 overall out of 500 plus. Yeah. You know, so I try to shoot for that, but uh, my goal this year is to get at least one walk, and then at the same time, all my proteins, I'd love to have them all under under 75. Yeah, hell yeah. Top 75, that, that'd be, that's a huge accomplishment. No, 100%. Like, it's like, it, nobody really understands, like, unless you're in competition, barbecue, whatever else, nobody really understands, like, how difficult it is to get everything to hit. You know, it's like that perfect out, algorithm yeah. that happens, right? I mean, like, the being consistent is what gets you, you know, in that top top right. 100 right. or whatever else. But then after that, it's the, is it, is it is it the judging or is it the nuances? I mean, everybody has a good brisket. You know, what table you fall on, man. Yeah. You know, how you fall on it, what table you fall on. Is it a good table, a bad table? I mean, you know, some of the judges don't like sweet. Some of the judges don't like pepper. Some don't like heat. Some don't like sweet. I mean, it, it, you have no idea what's going to go on, and hopefully the judges are uh, are certified enough that they've they've judged enough competitions that they, they have a very good palate for a for just good barbecue. Yeah. Hopefully they're not looking for one particular flavor, and, and, and that can be a bad table or a good table, you know. So uh, we're hoping to head, you know, land on really the good tables, good easy tables, you know, kind of kind of medium, but ones that aren't real, real picky. Yeah. And, and if we can do that, um, I think we'll be in good shape. But I think I, I think everybody's profile uh, all over the United States has changed and kind of gone into one kind of kind of lane. I hear you. Um, I don't. I think all your top cooks have have adjusted to where they know who does good, who does not, and I think they've kind of adjusted a little sweeter here, a little more less pepper here, a little little flavor there, a little savory here. So I think I think you've puzzled your way into a good routine. I think most of your top cooks are running that same routine, and I think that's what stands out. But you also have. A lot of cooks that don't only cook five times a year or ten times a year or just one time a year, and, yep. and so but they got into the invitation or the open, and so they just they kind of throw whatever's out there out there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they just come to cook it every year because they've been coming for 20, 30 years, and sometimes those flavors just just ram the whole thing down the throat. So it's kind of it just depends on what table you land on. Right. So how important is this weather? I know like coming up here before we showed up, we looked at this weather. We, it was going to be like cooler in the nights, right? 60s degrees, 70, 80 in, in the day. Now we're hitting 90, mm -hmm. 90 plus out here, right? So perfect for us Texas guys. It is, right? This I mean, is we, this we, is this is this is what the Texas guys. This is this caters to us big yeah. time. I mean, we when we've been watching the weather every week the last three weeks, it was in the upper 70s and it was in the middle 80s, and all of a sudden it's going to be 90 plus, you know. And I'm like, man, this is it because yeah. that, that just fits that profile where we're used to cooking that high heat. At the same time, you know, a, a little saltier, maybe just a little, you know, uh, a little sweeter, saltier, something, whatever profile you have, where these guys are used to cooking in kind of milder temperatures. Yeah. Um, 
that little that's just that little bit. Eat. Plus, they're in there inside that carport over there, and they got those fans running. But it may it still may be warm enough with the doors open and stuff that they're still sweating just a little bit. Where yeah. they not need that little just that little bit of that warm salt, you know, that kind of comes through. And there's that, that flavor. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think there's a uh, I think there's something to that because you have people that maybe are, we're not expecting this type of heat to be here, and I've seen this time and time again. You end up overcooking, right? Yeah. And a lot of cooks don't realize that these timetables are being crunched down a little sure. bit because of these high heats. And they, and they like people that cook to time, right? I, I've seen it, and, and that's you can't cook the time and cook the temperature, but cook the feel. And yeah. The pros, the guys are really good. They know how to do it, but it's it, it catches everybody off guard. You just don't. You're in the group. I was thirty right? minutes early, so I was yeah. really I was I was kind of I was kind of I wasn't taken back, but I started early. Um, and I started uh, basically an hour early just so I knew I met those timelines. Yeah. And, and so, like, pork is normally three hours. I was two and a half hours, 240. Uh, ribs are right at three hours. They were, like, right at 245. So, yeah. I mean, I was about 15 to 20 minutes early. Um, I just, man, and they hit those marks that I was looking for. You know, I, if you check your elevation, yep. just watch your boiling temperature, and you'll kind of get an idea of what you don't want to go over because you start mushing, you'll start mushing it out, right? So. If you if you cook in this area a lot, then you know where you want to pull your temperatures down and your textures, uh, what that feel is going to be like. But if you're not up here as much, you can watch that boiling temperature of like elevation. I think it's 900 feet here. So yeah. what is I think it's 210 boiling temperature. You know, water boils at 210. So you want to keep that just a little bit under. But, you know, watch your feel, and then you get that base that feel to where how much how soft do you want it to be, and then how long do you let it sit out. So with the brisket, I knew it was a little smaller because it, it was a trim a little narrower for the box yeah in texas i'd do a full eight inch slice you know here i did about a six and three quarter seven so once we did that it came off a little bit earlier and i just let it rest and bring it right back up and then i just i slice to what side of the brisket i want to pull from which one's a little stiffer which one's a little softer you know yeah. you kind of hit that so i'm under times that's a pro tip right there and that a lot of people don't talk about is is, is the elevation and and looking about you know as far as the the brisket itself yeah. and taking it to you know, it, when you're in Texas and your and your you know, elevation not so high, you're, you're pulling at 212, 213 sometimes, right? Yeah. So it allows you to bring that 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 brisket up a little bit higher, a little bit in, in temperature, right? I mean, like, I, what's the highest you've ever took a brisket brisket in and trying to and still going? This is great. This is where I wanted to be. Uh, you mean highest temperature wise? Yeah. Probably 216. 216. You know, but that was down there at sea level, and I mean, you were really just trying to push it. But by the time you get that point, you're almost boiling your juices out of your brisket. It's it. But I mean, there's been times that I. So the highest elevation I have cooked is about 10,000 feet. Okay. So, and then, you know, we're at 2,800 foot at 2,750, 2,780 in Midland. Yep. Um, so where, where my hometown is, I'm 2,780, but you go up to Lubbock, you're, you're 3,000. And you go up to Amarillo, you're 3,100. So, I mean, I'm used to cooking a little higher elevation, but when I cook down south, down, you know, further east, maybe up north Texas, I'm 800 foot or less. I'm used to going back and forth all the time, so I know what those numbers should be, and I have a, a rule of thumb for what my temperatures ought to be coming out there. To, you know, when I start poking, I know what I need to look for, and then I start I start testing. Yeah. I don't go for a number, but a number gets me where I need to be at. It's kind of like riding my braille. You start feeling the rumble strips on the road, get yeah. back over the left. So that number tells me, hey, you need to start watching. Yeah. Next thing you know, 30 minutes later, 20 minutes later, no, nah, I've got feeling 15, poke it, and all of a sudden, like, there I am. Yeah. So, you know, it's a tenderness and knowing how far to poke it and, and get your tenderness feel, but at the same time, knowing that you don't go over and then you start doing 10 minute, 10 minute increments. But every time you open your foil up, you lose the steam. Yep. So it takes 10 or 15 minutes to regain that heat that was trapped inside that brisket or that, that chicken or the rib or whatever you had to get that back up. So now you're at 30 minutes because it needed 15 minutes to cook to get, get that, that, that heat regenerated. Yep. It's, it's, it's all about the puzzle, you know.
can you put the puzzle pieces together? And if you can put them together, you know, you can get a winner out of this thing. So, I mean, hopefully everybody, you know, has a good time and a good cook. But um, it's it's a little stiffer for some guys and probably a little bit overcooked for some guys. And, and if you've been here before and you know what you're doing, you'll, you'll know when to start watching. That's what I'm talking about, man. Hey, listen, this is not just – it's not oil field. This is, yeah. this is the meat science right here. Uh, we ain't drilling out, a right? hole 20,000 foot deep, that's man. Exactly we're, we're, right. we're, uh, we're rolling. You know, it's it's – it's, it's, I mean, we're drilling for oil out here. You know, one big win, one big hit. Yeah. Uh, That's a testament to your success. I mean, learning the variables like you're talking about. A lot of people probably have to feel it's not even thinking about where you're at, the elevation. They're not even thinking about the weather. They're not even thinking about how that factors in. Oh, just showing up. I can't tell you how many cooks say that. They're like, man, I had no idea about elevation. I said, you want to go cook? Go to Alamosa, Colorado, 10,000 feet, and try to try to cook a brisket. You're pushing 198, and you, I mean, you're there's no juice left. You're right. right. You're, you're stretching it. I mean, it, it, so that's why drums, drums are. This is drum country. This is yeah. can country. Right? Gateway's got it sold up. I mean, there, it's it's, a, it's an awesome product, right? Uh, but you're gonna look out here and you walk around. You know, you've got 70% drums, and you've got. 15% pellet grills maybe and the rest are offsets. I mean, it, it, I don't know what that mix might be, but that's just what I kind of sure. know, but you can you can put all the flavor in the world on that offset and then you can just nuke it on that drum. And then when you're on a high elevation, that drum is your best friend because it's bottom heat and you're getting it up there, you know. And, and so I think I think you're at the end of the day, it's knowing what equipment you're cooking on. Pellet grills, man, once you wrap it, who cares, right? That's yeah, right. Throw it in the oven, throw it in a pellet grill, but I think that consistent underground heat, that bottom heat, you know, it's going to really just going to push it up there. You just got to watch it because it's, it's not hot enough oxygen. So like Alamosa, I took my brisket about 198, and then I started broke. I was like, man, this ain't, this ain't breaking. You know, it ain't breaking, but it, the temperatures are getting close. And then as I kept poking, about right at the 200 mark, man, she broke over about three quarters of the way through, got a little stiff. Right when the, the my third pin, my third pin has, you know, you got a one inch on the bottom. Yeah, okay? that's right. And so, when that goes in that flat, you know your flat is going to have about an inch and a quarter, inch and a half. Depends on what type of brisket you're cooking. And when it gets right there about an inch and a quarter in, and it starts to tense up, she's That's off. It. She's it. sitting on the front of the firebox yeah. because it went in nice and smooth and it tensed up a little bit. I know that's my texture I'm looking for. That's just that's just from experience. Yeah. And every time I pull those, man, I've had I've had nothing but good success. But when you when you probe it and you like, oh, I'll go 15, 20 minutes, get to talking to your friends, you're having a cold beer, doing whatever you're doing, all of a sudden it's been 30 minutes, and like, oh crap, you put it on there and it's like Texas tender where it just goes all the way through and hits a man. Yeah. Then you gotta open it up and let it sit there and try to tense up. But by that time, depending on how you trim your brisket, you have a 12 to 6 grain or a cross grain. The cross grain may save it, but that 12 to 6, when they pick it up, it's going to break in half. It. So you have to know where to slice from, where to get your slices, how thick to go. There's all so many variables, you know. Yeah. And so I, I'm not trying to teach nothing. I'm just, yeah, I mean, no, this is just it, things you learn. Things looking at. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, you just try to learn it. I think a lot of this you're doing right now is all about second nature. Like right? you've yep. done it so much, you don't even realize some of the nuances and whatever else about right, that. Right, right. Uh, you're, you're, you're seasoning, right? It's still rocking. You're still pushing it. Yeah. How's it going? Man, it's going good. You know, I mean, the season, the season line itself. We got some new products coming out in the next year. Uh, we, you know, we're making some tweaks on some things, but I've got five or six different, uh, you know, different ideas going down the pipeline, and and uh, some finishing dust, and uh, a couple of new sauces, and uh, we got another. Uh, Another uh, type of charcoal, got a hardwood coming out, bigger bag, you know, and, and so that way we can hit those stores and get them in the, you know, the popular, kind of popular areas and, and kind of push it out there. But 
Um, you know, it, it's, it takes it takes a year or two to develop a product that you know you, you want to use. Right. And I've been running I've been running these seven these six products I've been running besides my charcoal. I run my, my pecan and my oak charcoal, but besides besides the charcoal itself, the sauces that I'm running, I've been running them now for a year. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thoroughly happy with what I got. It's going to take another six or eight months before I'm happy with the tweaks and, and, and doing something different. But I'm trying hard to make them work across the state and out of state. You know, it's just, it's just, you only got a weekend shot. Yeah. So it takes, you only get, you know, 12 months out of the year. And, you know, I mean, you only get to run it 48 times or plus, you know, to try to get them to work. And so sometimes, you know, you might want to tweak it or not. But I think we're, um, I think everybody has a uh, an idea for something good. It takes a little time to R&D it. And then you pass it out to your friends and let them try it out. And hopefully they're not the same comp as you where they beat you. But yeah, um, it's always, yeah. A, it's always mean, a good it's, feeling, isn't it? It is good. You be with your own stuff. It is. Hey, it, it, it happened to me when I released Barnyard Pimp, Piggy Bank. And, uh, you know, some of the other ones, you know, the black gold and everything, everybody was giving it to them. They started beating me in competition because they were using their flair with my stuff. And I was like, man, you know, this sucks. But yeah. I just had to go back to drawing more do better. Yeah. But it's my recipe, my routine, so I'm the only one that can cook it that way. It is. Uh, so hopefully, you know, nobody does it. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're rocking along strong and uh, we're growing and I can't be, I can't be more blessed, more thankful. Yeah, that's fantastic. We were sitting uh, earlier, me and John, catching uh, some uh, videos of uh, the people turning in briskets over there and uh, uh, luckily nobody uh, we didn't see any runners so it looked like everybody got their brisket turned in on time but uh, we, we did mention it's like that, that has to be that's the last well last major protein that gets turned in right. it's, it's got to be a little bit of a, just a, a sigh of relief just like pop open a beer yep. just relax a little bit but a lot of people might not know this competition uh, there's two different competitions you have the invitational and you have the open as well right. uh, so how much time do you have to, to rest a little bit? Have you already done your prep for tomorrow? So I'm fixing to go in there prep now. Uh, we're washing dishes, uh, getting the counters cleaned off, pans cleaned up, uh, beans. I think the vegetable is at three. Okay. So we go right into the, the, the three, the four categories tonight. So we, I think it was, was it vegetables, beans, potatoes, and dessert. Okay. So that's three, 3.30. Four or four thirty. Okay. Uh, so right now we've already got them done. She's in there uh, boxing some things up, getting them ready to go. So finishing the last details, and then uh, while they're doing that, they're washing the dishes. I'll go right into injections, and then I'll start pulling meats out. And I want to inject and prep and get all that done in the Cambro, ready to rest cold uh, before I go to awards. That yeah. way I can't change my mind. There it is. Yeah, it's already out there. Well, you know, I mean, you don't. Yeah. I mean, it's already done, and you That's don't. It. You don't want to go to awards, and then something happens, and you tank. Yeah. Well, you tank, but you. It's your flavors, man. You know, you trust your flavors. You trust, but if, you, if, if it gets into your head a little bit, you might try to change something. And if you change something, you'd be tomorrow evening on the way home, like, oh, I should never change that. Yeah. Dad, why did I do that? So yeah. uh, a lot of guys will try to knock out their proteins and, and get them injected and seasoned and rested and ready to go before they go to awards that way. It's, that way there, there's no change, no looking back. I have one time changed my mind and then I went back and re-injected my brisket with a whole different injection after I already injected it. Yeah. Oh, uh, so bad. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna tell you what. When I got yeah. done, I have. I bet I had 45 ounces of Damn. that I had put into this thing in two different shots. It was just pushing one out from the other, you yeah. know. But did it work? No. I screwed up. I let. I let the best get to me, and I just started cooking some KCBS, you know. And so I was like, you know, why did I do that? Yeah. And uh, well, you know, I mean, I guess one thing. Here's the deal. If you had, if you had done it, and it was really, really successful, right? What, what well, which recipe most? would have been working? Both of them, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, at what point do you go? This is crazy, you know. It's it's uh you know you sit there and you're like, but I, I did this. This is back when I first started, probably my fifth or sixth comp. 
uh, for KCBS, you know, yeah. and I just like, I'll never do that again. So a lot of great guys and, and, and people, they say, look, you know, get your stuff done, get it early, get it over with, and that way you don't have to worry about it. You can't change nothing. Yep. I'll, it's always that way on doubles, and then that way you're done, and you can just relax and chill out the evening, go to bed early, wake up the next day, hit it, because tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow's a day that actually counts. I mean, yeah. it counts today, don't get me wrong. Winner, reserve, grand, top 10 of the Invitational is huge. It doesn't matter. Top 20 is huge. It yeah. doesn't matter where you place that. It's, it's a big day for the Invitational. But tomorrow, that's where all the stakes are on the line, right? That's the jack entry. Yeah. That's the one that, you know, I mean, you have those different those different um, kind of uh, trophy spots that yeah. come with winning the jack. I mean, winning the Royal tomorrow on, on the Sunday for the Open. It's everybody, right? Yeah. So everybody's like, today is the, is the invitation, but tomorrow's everyone. Everybody yeah. out here will be cooking I think so. I was told 525. Now, I don't know what that is, but the lady over here that was parking this yesterday, she said a few backed out, but she said she had around five and a quarter Damn. for the turn-ins for, for Sunday. That's so, um, you know, that'd be a good, you know, and that can be anything. So you can yeah. kind of slack back a little bit. You might go over just a little bit, you know, and you might, might get away with, you know, a little bit yeah. of different things. You might not have to be directly on the top of your game, but at the same time, you know, you still got to be right on your game no matter what. So That's it's awesome. kind of, you know, get it away, see what happens. That Where? is freaking awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, man. Yeah. Thank y'all, guys. Thank Appreciate it. Thank y'all, bro. I'm to see you guys. As we close out, big thanks to SmokerBuilder.com and the MBBQA for their unwavering support. Absolutely, and cheers to Barbecue News Magazine, Suckle Busters, and Dow Strong Knives for their contributions. And you know Yeti always has our back, and Cooling Nation ensures our drinks stay perfectly cold. Lastly, props to Cambro Manufacturing and, of course, a spicy night to Chicks of Smoke Seasoning. Thanks to all for powering this show. Until next time, keep smoking.